Gear that doesn't compromise. Shop Wrangler.com. WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Is that silence in a little bit? DeVito backs up, throws deep, has Harris right side, and the catch at the five, and he tumbles into the end zone. That's a touchdown from 46, and the Orange are rolling. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left, fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men! ESPN Radio 97.7. ESPN Radio. Utica Row. Usually. Not today. We got Yankee baseball on ESPN Radio. Utica Row. And and I chuckle. Uh my my yellow my my fellow Yankee fans out there, my fellow Yankee friends out there. Um yeah, it's fourteen nothing. It's fourteen nothing. So I think we should put my show back on ninety six point five FM for the day, right? Do you want X or do you want fourteen nothing? I mean, if you want to, what what's the term? The people that like pain, isn't it masochists? If you want to be a masochist and just listen to Tampa Bay pile on the runs, be my guest. Our friend John Jastrzemski, the Ringer. New York, New York podcast is joining us later in the show. I, I mean, I was excited to have JJ on anyway. Seriously, the trade deadline's coming up. Yankees, Mets, weird stuff happening at Giants training camp. If you've seen this Kelvin Benjamin story, that's really weird. Uh, Zach Wilson did report for the Jets today. The Knicks, the draft. There's a lot to get into with JJ, but I'm just downright giddy because Nothing like J.J. worked up after a big Yankee loss. So uh, that will come your way later in the program. Looking forward to that. But uh, that is normally you can hear us in Utica 96.5 FM. You can listen on the ESPN app no matter where you are and what you are doing. All great ways to take in the program. But the full experience, adding in the visual experience here. Hold on one second. Double-checking that that Yankee banner is not hanging up behind me. I took it down earlier, but Jordan was working in the studio right up until airtime, just making sure he didn't sneak that thing back up there. So you would see that and what we're referencing here in the studio if you were watching the program. How could I do such a thing? What is this magic potion you speak of? QSportsTalk.com. At QSportsTalk.com, that's where you watch the show. Hello, Twitch friends on Twitch. You chat throughout the show. That's the only place you can do it. I mean, you can chat with other people throughout the show. But that's where our live chat is, flowing throughout the program. And, of course, 
you get the show within the show as well. When the radio audience goes to commercial breaks, our friends on Twitch do not. And nice and easy for you to find at QSportsTalk.com. So we mentioned JJ is on the way. Also joining us right here in this hour, Eric Dievendorf, Bayheim's Army, moving on to Dayton. Chris McCullough to send Bayheim's Army to Dayton. Free throw is good. Bayheim's Army knocks down three teams in Peoria, and they'll head to Dayton, Ohio, just three wins away from a million dollars. That's, of course, our friend Michael Lear on the call there, who's been doing a terrific job. Uh, Tommy Hogan doing whatever it is Tommy Hogan is doing to assist in setting up these broadcasts. We're on to Dayton. I will say this, though, Michael Lear, missed a prime opportunity for a free throws matter call. I mean, it was right there, sitting there. Uh, it's just on the tee, on the tee, and you whiffed. You just totally whiffed. It all happens to us. You ever pull this move when you go up? And you do, you know, the little waggle, and, like, you're serious. You're ready to hit the ball here. And you pull back, come through. Whoosh, totally whiff on the ball, and you pretend it's a practice swing. Who hasn't done that move? We've all done that move, right? So uh, it was right on a tee for you there, Mike. But, yes, Chris McCullough, who has become Mr. Elam ending, he hits the free throws. But Devo had some big shots in that game last night. Every time it seemed like always a Brave was going to make a run. And remember, that was a a Bradley-friendly crowd in Peoria last night. Devo shut him up, hit a big bucket, and they're moving on to Dayton to take on the Marquette Alumni Squad 2 o'clock on Saturday, and we'll have it for you as we've had all the games for you right here on ESPN Syracuse. So Devo coming up this hour, looking forward to that as always. I think Jay Billis had a very interesting proposal on what uh, the conference realignment madness should look like today. The NBA draft is tonight, which we're going to get into a little bit here in the monologue shortly. How's that looking? I checked in with the scout who knows. The, the intel on how the draft is rolling. Though, Woe just already tweeted out like the first four picks. So, don't have to watch tonight. Thank you, Woj. Appreciate that. Syracuse football on our mind today. We'll go on the blind side as usual. But I always like to do this. Kind of a, a tradition here on NBA draft night. And how it relates to Syracuse basketball, right? Because more than likely, I would frankly be stunned if Alan Griffin gets his name called tonight, Alan Griffin moved on, wanted to put his name in the draft. He considered maybe coming back. And look, he wants to move on with his life. And in this unsettled world we live in here, in the world of college sports, name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, all these opportunities available to players. Alan Griffin, I guess you'd say, did it the old-fashioned way and just dipped his toes in the NBA draft waters and chose to stay there. He's not going to get drafted tonight. If I'm wrong about that, I'll be the first person to. Uh, I'm not on the air tomorrow, so I'll get on Twitter, whatever the case may be. It's, I was wrong, but it's not looking good. The scout who knows says no way. So Alan Griffin's going to have to go that free agent route, go through the summer process, and, and hope to make his way into the league that way. So tonight, what will not happen, more than likely, is Syracuse is not going to hear its name called on NBA draft. So how much does that matter? 
you'd rather have your name called on draft night. You'd rather have that graphic pop up on the screen, remind those future prospects out there that Syracuse provides a pipeline to the NBA. So it'll it'll sting a little bit. It's like getting a little sliver in your fingernail that's hard to get out. But, look, Syracuse, and I say this today in the world of you win some, you lose some in recruiting, right? So Kyle Filipowski chose Duke. Big prospect, and by big I mean literally. You know, seven-footer center prospect, somebody that would have been a big pickup for Syracuse in a lot of different ways in the class of 2022. He picked Duke. John Shire got his first big pickup there, his big recruit, which wasn't unexpected. You know, Syracuse was on the list. Indiana was on the list. Filipowski had committed, or not committed, pardon me, had visited last week, but he committed to Duke today. Did I say last week? I think it was last month he was here. So he was on the radar. And see, that's the important thing in these conversations with big recruits. But here on the backdrop of NBA draft night, where does that rank for a program like Syracuse in terms of why you would pick Syracuse, right? In no particular order, and I'm going to miss a few on the list here, but in no particular order, let's say Kyle Filipowski picks Syracuse today. And again, it's recruiting. If you want to freak out about one recruit over the other, I've, I've had this conversation with you a hundred times. Just don't do it. <laughs> Just you cannot get. I got four emails from Filipowski committed to Duke criticizing Syracuse and Bayheim. It's like, just stop. Just stop. I mean, give me a break. Particularly given the recruiting wins that they've had. They were in the conversation for a big prospect like that. It, it is those nitpickers out there that drive me crazy, freaking out over every prospect that does not pick Syracuse. There's not room for all of them on the roster. He was not a make-or-break prospect, nor should any prospect be labeled that. But we've had that conversation a million times. But in no particular order, right? I am a big-time college basketball prospect. All the big names are looking at me. Here's what I'm considering. Is this school going to give me a path to the NBA? Am I going to play in the NCAA tournament? Am I going to be in a high-profile conference? In Syracuse's case, you're going to play for a high-profile head coach, a Hall of Fame head coach. There's a lot of great coaches out there that haven't quite made the Hall of Fame yet, but at Syracuse, you're going to play for a Hall of Fame head coach. How are the facilities? I mean, I'll put academics on the list, but I wouldn't exactly put it on the priority, but some of these players actually do go to class. And it is actually something, it's particularly with name, image, and likeness, which now is to be added to the list. Particularly with name, image, and likeness, they're going to be taking classes about that to learn how to profit off their name, image, and likeness and manage their finances. And what should have been happening all along here, as I've been saying for years. Now, I can throw some other things in the mix there. Sometimes geography matters in the case of maybe somebody wants to stay close to home or in other cases, they want to get away from home, right? So that's the real base of it. And Syracuse checks all those boxes, of course. But if you want to take a look at it in, in recent terms, we can do that. That's, that's a fair thing. So this is Syracuse's recent draft history. Uh, last year, and remember, weird year, draft got pushed back and everything, but Elijah Hughes was picked in the second round of the draft. Utah Jazz. He was picked by New Orleans, but eventually sent to, to Utah. That 
ended a two-year gap where Syracuse did not have a player selected. No player selected in the 2019 NBA draft. No player selected in the 2018 NBA draft. 2017, first-round pick Tyler Lydon, now playing with Bayheim's Army. 2016, Syracuse had two picks. Malachi Richardson, also now a member of Bayheim's Army. And Michael Benajay was the second-round pick that year. Note with Malachi, that ended a streak. Or, pardon me, Tyler ended a streak of consecutive first-round picks. Syracuse had a seven-year run where they had a first-round pick. And we can go through them here. Chris McCullough, first-round NBA draft pick, also currently a member of Bayheim's Army. Rakeem Christmas went in the second round in 2015. Tyler Ennis went in the first round in 2014. Jeremy Grant, now a member of Team USA and one of the better players in the NBA. Huge contract with the Detroit Pistons, who had the first pick tonight and are going to take Cade Cunningham with that pick. But he was a second-round pick in 2014. Michael Carter-Williams was a first-round pick, was the NBA Rookie of the Year. And you can tell me all you want about how weak that class was. He was the Rookie of the Year. Syracuse can tout that. And Dion Waiters and Fab Mello and right on back, you can you can read the list for yourself. Now included in, in that, or maybe I should phrase it this way, not included in that conversation are players like Darius Baisley, who was a NBA draft pick, is currently in the NBA, was committed to Syracuse, didn't end up playing in college basketball at all. On that list, at one point in time, was a prospect like Dior Johnson who by all accounts is going to be a first-round NBA draft pick, right? Well, he committed elsewhere. Not on that list is even a player like Quincy Garrier, who transferred from Syracuse to Oregon, right? And they'll get credit for that now, but he's going to get picked in next year's NBA draft. Players that have committed to Syracuse that have come and gone, Weird circumstances, a lot of things in between there, right? So where does Syracuse fit on that list? Where are they on that list in terms of those things that we mentioned? He's got a breaking text here from producer Josh that we will have to mention here shortly in terms of big baseball trade. Someone who's off this week from this radio station is about to be very, very happy. But uh, just wrapping up our thoughts here. So Syracuse is not going to have anybody pick tonight. And thanks from that standpoint. But they're checking all the boxes that you have to check and keeping in those conversations for big prospects. They do provide a path to the NBA. If anything, Bayheim's Army is reminding, look, Chris McCullough should be in the NBA right now. He even said it last night. He's dead on with that. Remember, he played at Syracuse, had the injury, got drafted, got some run in the NBA, has had to go elsewhere, and is now trying to fight his way back in the league. You're telling me Malachi Richardson couldn't play in the NBA right now? I mean, Tyler Lydon was there. He'd have to work his way back. But recent first-round draft picks there. What those players do once they get to the league, that's a different conversation. There's there's some criticism there, some of it legit, some of it overblown in my mind, about Syracuse players that make it in the NBA. There's a lot of Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and, and big-time players from big-time schools 
that also have flamed out in the NBA. But we talk about Syracuse here and focus on Syracuse here. So that tends to be what shines in the conversation. So I always like to just kind of take a look at that. Where are we at here? It's NBA draft night. I have been less interested in an NBA draft, I can't think of a time, than this one tonight. I mean, I'll watch. It's interesting that it seems the first four picks are locked in. Woj has already reported like who the first three picks are going to be. But my interest in the NBA draft, I think, is where most of your interest in the NBA draft is, you know, put aside a team that you root for or just a big basketball fan, is kind of watching and keeping track of where those Syracuse guys are going to go. Well, you're going to be out of luck tonight. Again, if Alan Griffin gets picked, I'll eat my words, but I just I just don't see it happening. So they're checking all the other boxes. It'll sting a little bit that you won't get Adam Silver posing up there with the jersey, with the hat, with the latest Syracuse prospect there, but they'll be back. Some of the players that have already committed, some that are in the crosshairs of recruiting, are going to be players that go to the NBA. And let, let's think about players that have even transferred. Like Kadari Richmond's going to play in the NBA. You recruited him, you got him here, but he took advantage of the transfer portal and went elsewhere. You know, that's his choice. We mentioned Quincy Garrier did the same thing. So there have been players that will end up in the NBA. They won't have the Syracuse jersey per se connected with it, but at the very least, you recruited him, you brought him here, they committed, and there was a connection. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, the text line. I said text line. We don't really use that anymore. Twitter is probably the best place to do it. Brent Dax Media in the live chat at QSportsTalk.com. So, a man who helped lead Bayheim's Army to victory last night can certainly speak to some of those players we mentioned, now his teammates on Bayheim's Army. Eric Devendorf, and he wants you to find your navigation app on your phone, put Dayton, Ohio in there, and think about making that drive. They want Q's fans to represent. They're getting deep into this thing. They can smell that million dollars. They're playing really well. Last night, just the first game, they stumbled for three quarters, came through in the fourth. Second game, more of a solid four-quarter effort, though they had to fight off heart fire in the second half. Last night, just in control the whole way. The whole way. And even when always a brave Made it seem like, here we go again, cardiac cues. No, they shut him down, and Devo was a big part of that. So we'll talk to Eric Devendorf coming up. But first, we will talk to our friend Lee Baldwin, see how the market went on a Thursday here today. Lee, how's it going, bud? Good, Brent. Uh, stocks uh, finished higher uh, pretty much across the board as traders were uh, preoccupied watching the IPO of Robinhood. So uh, they began trading today, and they actually garner our dog honors. They were down about 8% on the first day. and But we're going to end on a positive note. Diamond goes to Penske Automotive, up 7%. Kind of sounds like George Costanza, doesn't it? (laughs) The Penske file. The Penske file. I love it. Now, was the Penske file, was that the same episode where he he had to plan his line? (laughs) Well, the jerk store called, and they're all out of you. I don't know if if that's the same one. I think it could be. My Seinfeld references are getting mixed up here. Remember, he's eating all the shrimp, and the guy, you know, zinged him there. Very good reference, Uh, Lee. Great reference. (laughs) 
All right. Have a good one. You Thanks, too. Brett. Thank you, sir. That's Lee Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen, who you can find at LeeBaldwin.com, or better yet, in Kaz, in Utica. Stop in so you have none of the diamonds, all of the diamonds and none of the dogs on your portfolio. So that baseball thing I referenced, a Ken Rosenthal, baseball insider reporting that Pauly Sebelius, San Diego Padres, are close to acquiring one Max Scherzer from the Washington Nationals. So it looks like the Red Sox missed out on that one, but perhaps Anthony Rizzo still in their crosshair. So there you go. Baking, uh, breaking baseball news as we get closer to the deadline. All right, let's break. Devo coming up. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. QSportsTalk.com. That is the new easy website for you to find our Twitch feed where you can watch the program. You can chat throughout the program. Just having a great recruiting chat with our Twitchers during the break. And uh, so much more, as they say. Hours of fun. At QSportsTalk.com, we have hit 444, which means if you have been hurt in a car, it's time to call William Matar, and it's always an easy number to remember to do that, but particularly this time of the day, 444-4444. Also, I believe the amount of runs the Yankees gave up to Tampa Bay today. John Jastrzemski joins us next hour to discuss that. Right now, let's do some hot takes. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for hot takes on the block. So is the conference realignment. Madness continues. Yesterday we were discussing how the Big 12 sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN, basically saying, back off, that you did this. Uh, ESPN responded today with a a short letter basically saying, like, your claims have no merit. We will proceed as usual. Shut the hell up. I added that last part, but uh, yeah, ESPN wasn't having it either. So, as always, there will be lawyers. I am reminded I should have been a lawyer. And billable hours, always the winner in these things. But uh, speaking of ESPN, Jay Billis was on Get Up today discussing a number of things, the NBA draft coming up tonight, which we'll get into here shortly. But he also was asked about all this, and uh, given that Jay is the authoritative voice in all things college sports these days, I thought this was an interesting thing that he noted, particularly with the ACC. Well, it's a secondary concern, as you know, that football uh, runs college sports, and that's fine. I get that. Uh, but this is all about consolidation of power and, and pulling money and markets to these specific conferences. And the SEC is the leader in all that. I mean, they're going to be a billion-dollar conference, a multi-billion-dollar conference going forward. Uh, so that that's a lot of money for each conference member. So I think gaining entry into leagues like that, you're going to see power consolidated. And you're going to see the top teams playing only each other going forward. And I think we're going to see that in basketball as well. Uh, that's the way this is going to be. You know, the, the, the top powers are going to start playing each other. And look, I floated the idea. I did it years ago, but nobody paid attention. For some reason, it's getting traction now. Of If I were the SEC and the ACC, I'd merge. And I'd form essentially uh, the NFL and the NBA 
and have a 32-team conference. You'd only essentially only have to play each other, and it would be it would be the dominant uh, force in the in the college sports landscape. It feels like that's the road we've been going down for years. Whatever term you want to use, super conferences, a 32-team conference. But see, as much as that will make you bug your eyes out and say what, I've been saying this not only this week but. Even before this, the concept of what you think college sports is, is evaporating. And we're going to get to the point, I'm already there, that this is not college sports anymore. Okay, as much as I push for name, image, and likeness and compensating athletes, a lot of the things we're seeing here have completely eliminated the facade that these are collegiate athletics. And by the way, that's been the case for years. But they tried to kind of pull the wool over your eyes with tradition and rivalries and the marching band playing and those those great game day atmosphere things, which will still exist. Still going to be 35,000 people at the Syracuse-Duke game this year, and it's still going to feel like college sports in a way. But you might see a, a commercial for Buddy Beheim cereal at the Dome at the same time, which, again, I don't begrudge them making money. But it comes at a cost, and that was always my kind of hit the caution button through all these conversations. The cost is the stark difference People relate to college sports more than professional sports. In some ways, there's a reason they prefer college sports over professional sports. That line is gone. It's gone. So 32-team mega conferences. See, that's the thing. Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. It creates this. So the next move you make has to top that. Jay Billis's idea there tops that. You want to go big, we're going to go bigger until the whole thing just topples in on itself. And I hate to be alarmist there, but that's kind of the road we're heading down here. So no matter what idea, if anything, it's a great concept. You ever go to a meeting and people are just throwing ideas at the wall? It's one of those meetings like, there's no bad ideas here, right? And you're just throwing everything you can think of at the wall. That's where we're at here in college sports. So the concept of a mega merger between the ACC and the SEC, that's not a wild idea. And as Jay noted, he said it years ago, it just has shined a little brighter these days. That's hot. Jay will be on the coverage tonight, NBA draft. And we brought that up from a Syracuse perspective earlier. I checked in with the scout who knows today just to kind of get the the buzz on things and what was happening there. And uh, what he told me is this. Doesn't think Alan Griffin's going to get picked, and I I think we kind of knew that. The top four are set, and then it gets interesting. Going to be a lot of surprises and a lot of trades tonight. It's a total guessing game after the 10th pick. A lot of teams have four-plus picks in this draft. He said he expects a lot of moves. Now, the first four picks, and Woj has pretty much tweeted this today, Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State's going to go one. Remember, our old friend Troy Weaver is now running the Detroit Pistons. Jalen Green goes two to Houston. Evan Mobley goes three to Cleveland. And Jalen Suggs goes four to Toronto. I saw a Bayheim's Army coach, Jeremy Pope, tweet about Suggs today, saying somebody's going to get a really good player. There's a lot of people comparing this draft to 03 in terms of depth, star power. Billis has been very high on Cade Cunningham. And the 03 draft, of course, was LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony. Don't forget Darko Milicic now. Dwayne Wade, right, that big draft. And there's no star like LeBron in this draft. Maybe Cade Cunningham can get to a certain level here. There's His comparison is actually a Donchitz. I am just not into this draft. 
And I think it's because I'm so used to kind of sitting there waiting out where the Syracuse guys are going to go. I'll watch. I'll be interested, uh, especially with what the scout who knows says. Maybe there'll be some wild trades tonight, and maybe Ben Simmons gets traded. I mean, there's always some surprises, but I can't remember being less interested in an NBA draft than this one tonight. doesn't mean all those things are not true about the depth and the star power and the players, and if you're a hoop junkie, you're going to be into it. But I kind of figured out today my relationship with the NBA draft over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years has been all about waiting out, watching what the Syracuse references are going to be, and it's just not something we're going to see tonight. That's hot. Four three seven seventy six forty four. Brent Dax Media on Twitter, the live chat on Twitch, which you can find at QSportsTalk.com. JJ's coming up next hour. A lot to get into with JJ. I won't just break his chops about the Yankees the whole time. Yankees and Mets trade deadline. Knicks tonight in the draft. Are they going to make some moves? Giants and Jets training camp underway. A lot to get into. Looking forward to that. We're going to talk some SU football top of the hour. A lot to do as we press forward. You stay right there.